Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. Benji Kelly and New Hope Church. Thanks for joining us for this week's podcast and being a part of our church family. Today, Dr. Kelly is wrapping up our series called, I Love My Church. Here's Dr. Kelly with this week's podcast. Hey, I got great, great news for you. 943 people joined the church as members last week across the movement. 943. And uh, I just want to let you know that I, I'm, I believe, I'm claiming right here today that we will go above 1,000. Now, I know it's not Membership Sunday, but we had some folks that weren't here last week, right? We've got some people who weren't quite sure what to do last week and the crowd and kind of getting into lines and all that kind of stuff. And so maybe, maybe today is your day. And so at all of our campuses, country, calm down. Calm down. At all of our, thank you. God, God bless you. I love you, bro. Calm down. At all of our campuses, at all of our campuses, we've got membership bags today where you can t- take the card, sign your covenant, go to an area where a campus pastor will tell you what's up, and you can keep the bag and uh, just become a member today. Who believes that we're going to go above a thousand members today? It's going to be a great, great day. Hey, I just need to take a few moments and go over some very, very, very important stuff. Next Sunday, I've been telling you about this for weeks now. Next Sunday, my friend, Pastor Randy Frazee from Oak Hills Bible Church in San Antonio, Texas, is going to be here. He's going to be teaching you on Sunday, speaking to some staff On Monday, you do not want to miss this guy in the house next week talking about the story. Which gives me a chance to come back here and show you all of the resources that we have for the story. It starts when, church? When does it start? You guys are amazing. It starts Easter. Next Sunday, Randy is here. And next Sunday, you're going to be able to start getting your resources for the story. I want to be very slow and intentional to spell this out for you. This is the story. It is a chronological, abridged version of the Bible. Chronological, abridged version. So in this book, you will read the scripture itself... Then you will get to an italicized section in each chapter. And that is Randy and also my good friend Max Lucado, who's probably going to be here at Insight. Come on! Where these two authors write about the biblical text that you just read. Now, listen closely. We got these books discounted. We've also customized these books with our own jacket, and there's a letter in there from me. Well, I'll be darned. That wasn't intentional. I'm wearing the same shirt there. <laughs> I just, I just, sorry. Thank you for joining me in that epiphany. Um, and then there's a letter from me. This is all in the book. Then there's pictures of the campuses and pictures of worship and all this stuff. Now check it out. Listen closely. Please, 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 please. Here's what I want you to do. Buy two books, get one free. Take one book for yourself, give two away. 
you are surrounded in your sphere of influence around people who, even though they might not be sure about church, they're interested in the Word of God. And they're interested, and they're interested in the Bible. I just saw a hand pop up as if to say, that was me, right? The reason this church is growing is because we break all stereotypes of what church is, right? Well, this, this is a series that you can hand, and in each book that you buy, we're going to have a card, boom, inserted in there at all the campuses with a special invitation to your friends, inviting them to join us for an eight-month journey through the Bible. Please, please, please don't just buy one book. One book is $15, $15. Two books is $24. But if you buy three, we're going to throw that third one in basically for free, right? Because they're $15. Three books for $30. You keep one. What do you do with the other two? What do you do? Give them away. We have ordered enough books for us to do that. Now, look in your chair or your pew pocket. Look in your chair or your pew pocket and grab this card. See it? Let me let the cameras do their work. I'll stop for a moment. Slow down. Everybody grab this card. Now, the administrative staff of this church have gone above and beyond the call of duty. And they have anticipated that next week, oh my Lord, we are probably going to sell close to 5,000 books. So, and we've got all kinds of areas where you can buy books and at all the campuses. But if you will take this home with you. And mark what you're going to buy when you walk to the, to the square next week. Wherever that is at any of the campuses. You know the little square where you can buy your book. You can just hand them the card. And they'll have prepackaged bundles for you. To expedite this entire process. Now I've been telling you about this book just by way of review. Because I'm so passionate about this. Listen, can we not all spend $30 on the word of God in 2016 with the potential of seeing people saved for all eternity and we ourselves grow in the word of God. Can we not do that? Can we not do that? So that's, that's this book. So we buy one, we give two away, but then there's these other resources up here that are just incredible. It's the story for children. These authors have made this so you as parents can work through the Bible with your children in 2016. So it's just this incredible child level, age appropriate level of the Bible for parents or grandparents to go through the book. Then you've got other children's books because it's all age appropriate. I can't go through all of it now, but you can you can go and see. And it's on your card, so just study your card as I'm talking. This is called the story for little ones. This is a different age group. Then there's life group resources. All the life groups, check this out. All the life groups in 2016 are going to have like a 9 or 10 minute teaching from Pastor Randy on the material that we're covering in church on Sunday. So get in a life group. That's coming as well. And there's just all kinds of things. There's cards up here, biblical memory cards. Our resource centers are going to be beefed up at all of the campuses so that starting on Easter Sunday... March 27th, you can join me and everybody else in this movement and we can read the entire Bible between Easter Sunday and the end of November 2016. Come on, is anybody excited about the Word of God? So, so thrilled about this journey. Okay, everybody say partnership. Open up your Bibles to Philippians 1. Let's go get this today. Philippians 1. 
Philippians 1, I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 6 today. And the entire theme of the day is partnership. At all of the campuses and Hillsboro, by the way, I'm coming your way today. I'm coming your way as soon as I walk off this stage. I'm coming to be with the Hillsboro folks. Uh, I get to go to the campuses. I don't get to go nearly as much as I would like to. But today, that is where I'm going. So if you're at another service here at the Durham campus and I am not in person, I am in Hillsboro. And one of the reasons why I love this church, that's the name of our series, is that we can redeem technology and it enables me to visit different campuses from time to time. Let the church say amen. amen. So the way you do that is you just lean in, you grab your teaching notes, you open up your app on your phone, and you let's go get this today. Philippians 1, 1 through 6. Try it again with me. Everybody say partnership. partnership. Everybody repeat after me. We have a partnership. A partnership with God and a partnership with one another. See, the concept of partnership is so big in the Bible, that is precisely what I want to talk to you about today. Philippians 1, 1 through 6. If you love the Word of God, say amen. amen. Philippians 1. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's... Now, some translations might say holy people... But my translation says, to all God's saints in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons. Now, what do you know about saints? How many of you, just by show of hands, come on, all of our campuses, how many of you grew up in the Catholic Church? See, the Catholic Church uh, loves to venerate saints. In fact, Pope uh, John Paul uh, venerated more saints than any other pope before him. In the Catholic Church, in some high liturgical traditions, saints are a big deal and they kind of spend a lot of coin. It's a long process to make someone a saint. And if you go to some churches and some Catholic churches or some high liturgical churches, you'll see saints that are kind of turned into statues. Now check it out. Nothing wrong with all that, I guess, but that's not the biblical definition of saints. The biblical definition of saint basically means to be set apart, to be consecrated for the purposes of God. So what that tells me is as Paul was writing Philippi, and I'm sitting up here today speaking to New Hope at all of our different campuses, I would say to you, greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, you saints of New Hope. Gives me a chance to... Welcome all of the campuses. Come on. I want to give a warm shout out to the saints at Garner Campus. I want to give a shout out to the saints in Sanford. Come on. The saints in North Raleigh. The saints at NCCIW. Daughters of the King. Even though you might be incarcerated, if you know Christ and you've surrendered your life to Christ and you are consecrated and set apart for the purposes of God, even in prison, there you go, even in prison, you can be a saint of the living God. I'm talking about the saints in Hillsboro already said, I am coming your way today and I can't wait. The saints in Kenya, the saints in Columbia, Coffee House community, the Durham campus right here. And last but not least, all of you who watch this on the internet Sunday evenings at 8 p.m. Come on, everybody, welcome all the saints of the movement. 
Philippians 1, 3 through 6. We just read the first few verses. Paul calls them saints. I call you... Hey, can you see yourself as a saint? By his grace, amen. Here's a little more challenging. Can you see your spouse as a saint? Come on, come on. The man, married man right now sitting by your wife, you should, you should have your arm around her right now. And you should say, baby, you are a saint of the living God. You thank me later. I'm just saying. Uh, huh? Right? St. John, St. Chuck, St. Benji, St. Paul. Saints. Set apart for the purposes of God. Now look at what Paul says to them. Philippians 1, 3 through 6. Come on, let's read it out loud together. 1, 2, 3, go. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with because of your in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. The word of God for the saints of God. Pray with me. Father, thank you for your word that speaks to us so powerfully. God, would you have your way with us today at, at all of our campuses? God, would you take our minds and think through them today? Lord Jesus, take my lips and speak through them today. For if you do not speak today, then absolutely nothing of any significance will have been spoken. So move me out of the way and have your will be done today. Take our hearts and fill with them. I pray all this in the strong and powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, so take some notes with me. Hopefully you got your teaching notes or you got your Bible app open. I want to talk to you today about partnership. Here's the first thing you want to, you want to write down. And listen, I don't know why in the world you wouldn't take notes on the Word of God. I'm hoping in 2016 as we get into this series and we plow through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. I hope we take more notes than we've ever taken before on the Bible. Can I get an amen? So grab that pen. Let's go. God is glorified when we partner together. God is what? God is glorified when we partner together. The Apostle Paul is writing his favorite church, the church in Philippi. He loved the Philippian church. He, he, and he made no bones about it. He loved the Philippian church far more than he loved his other churches. And you say, well, I don't think pastors should have favorites. Yeah, right. Paul loved them. And he was saying, you are saints. You are my beloved church. And he's saying, listen, God is glorified when we partner together, no other letter in the New Testament captures my heart and my admiration and my love and my respect and my appreciation for new hope like the letter to the Philippian church. God is glorified when we partner together. There's a wonderful story about an entertainer of yesteryear by the name of Jimmy Durant. Younger people, you won't remember him. You will never have even heard of him. So let me help you out and show you a picture of Jimmy Durant. Jimmy Durant. Is that not a character 
right? And he was a character. Some of you might have heard me tell this story before. Jimmy Durant was a comedian. He was an entertainer. And so he was actually asked if he would come and speak to a gathering of World War II veterans. And Jimmy Durant tells the director of this gathering, he goes, my schedule is too busy. I don't think I have time to do it. The, the director kept asking, please, these are veterans. You need to come and speak. And so finally Jimmy Durant said, okay, I'll come, but here's the deal. I've got a very tight schedule. I'm only going to be able to be on the stage for about five minutes, and then I have to move on to my next appointment. If that's okay with you, I'll come. The director said, fine, just come, just come. These veterans want to hear from you. Jimmy Durant gets on the stage, and he does a few comedic acts and tells a few jokes, and the crowd warms up, and three minutes goes by, four minutes, five, six, seven, ten minutes. The director's backstage looking behind the curtain, like, why is he staying out there? And Jimmy just keeps going and keeps going. Ten minutes, fifteen minutes. About 23, 24 minutes goes past, and finally Jimmy Durant wraps up with his finale. He walks off the stage, and the director goes, man, thank you so much for staying so long. But, but why? You told me you could only be out there five minutes. Why did you stay out there over 20 minutes? And Jimmy said, well, just follow me, and I'll show you. And Jimmy walked him to the curtain leg, and he pulled back the curtain leg, and he goes, look, right, right there on the front row, and right there on the front row, was two veterans of World War II. They had both lost one arm. They were sitting side by side. The one on this side had lost his left arm. The one on this side has lost his right arm. And as Jimmy would talk, they would clap with each other's <laughs> head. It's the power of partnership. Come on, all of the campuses, I want you, I want you to get this. Look, look, look to your neighbor, maybe it's that saint of a spouse, or maybe it's somebody you don't know, and, and high-five somebody beside you. High-five, come on, all the campuses, come on, high-five, cross the way, high-five, high-five. Balcony, look at all the balcony, big crowd in the balcony today. You guys know you participate up there, right? The power of partnership. Here's, here's my point, very simple, and this is what Paul's saying. God is glorified when we partner together. As a movement, we are not a bunch of isolated individual church attenders. We're a team. We're partners under this large God-sized vision to reach people for Jesus, teach them the word of God, and release fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? Somebody talk to me today. We are partners in this vision. So if you serve this church, if you're a member like last week and you joined and you're serving, or maybe you're not a member but you still serve, guess what? When you serve at any of our campuses in children's ministry, student ministry, first contact, worship, hope missions, right? Any of those, you are serving as partners together and when we serve in a way that honors God, guess what? God is glorified in and through our partnership. Here's the second thing. If you're taking notes, write it down. Working together requires an attitude of joy. Amen. Working together requires an attitude of what? Of joy. Of joy. Hey, if you were here last week, and I think most of you were, I talked about this, didn't I? I had some fun with this one. Just by way, of, by way of review, I want to make sure everybody's tracking on this whole new membership thing. Because like I said, people at every campus are going to join the church today. The church at, at now has a membership of three C's. 
What are the C's? What's the first one? You guys are amazing. Connect. Members at our church commit to connecting with one another. There's that partnership. Connecting in authentic community in life groups. What's the second C last week? Second C? Contribute. Members of our church contribute financially. They give the biblical tie to the purposes of God. And then the third one was the one I had so much fun with last week. It's called what? I got somebody going, woo-woo. Celebrate. We celebrate. And I don't know if you figured this out, but to celebrate, you have to have an attitude of joy. Come on. To celebrate, you have to have an attitude of joy. And did you see it in the text? Did you see the verse of Scripture, Philippians 1, 3, and 5? I want you to notice the connection between joy and partnership. If you've got your Bibles, you should circle these words, write them in your margin. Let's read it out loud. Ready? Go. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with, I always pray with what? Because of your, in the gospel, I pray with joy because of your partnership. Paul is saying to the church, God is saying to the church because it's God's word, I take great delight. I take great joy when you as a community of faith partner together for the things of God. I take great delight. Come on, come on church. If you're, people, old timers like to talk about the old, good old days. Now, we got some old timers here. We don't have enough. You know what I'm saying? I, I, wish, I wish we had more elderly people at this church. But we're, we're growing in that area. But elderly people, my granddaddy was, he did this all the time. My, the elderly people love to talk about the good old days. And I always kind of want to say, but I don't because it's kind of disrespectful, but I guess I'm about to now because I'm into this story. I, I kind of normally want to say to him, you know what, man, I've studied history. Good old days, they weren't that good. <laughs> we, we, we have a tendency to romanticize the good old days. And I realize that, you know, they, they can be good. And I know you've had good days in the past and I've had good days in the past. But, but here's what I'm trying to say to you. The good old days is right now. The good old days is right now. And I know it's a scary day that we live in. And I know it's kind of dark out there. And it's all kind of things going down. And that's why we have a tendency to romanticize the good old days. And on top of that, oh, my Lanta, we are in the midst of a political season where I am sometimes embarrassed to be an American. Hello. But, but stick with me. This is why... When you're in the church of Jesus Christ, there, I believe there's no better day than to be on point, on mission, with God for the days, the good old days in which we are living right now. Have you ever thought about this? The darker it gets out there, the brighter our lights will shine into the world. Come on, come on. Now, you might want to romanticize and go back in nostalgia and kind of create, recreate all the things of the past. But here's the deal. Listen, it can get dark out there. That makes it even more powerful that God would have you here with me to partner together today for the things of God. If you believe it, can I hear an amen? amen. These are good days. I think, about, I think about last week, 943 new members. That's Pentecost. I think about, 
I think about next Sunday, Randy Frazee here. I think about the following Sunday, March 20th, we're going to have Compassion International. And we're going to talk about child sponsorship and the way in which we can sponsor children around the world for a buck twenty-five a day. Then the next Sunday, Easter. Then we start the story. These are great days in which to be alive. Here's a goal I want to give you for March 20th. Here's a goal. Through Compassion International, I am praying that New Hope Church will sponsor 1,000 children around the world on March 20th. I'm just going to sit down for a moment let that settle in. Because this is the first you're hearing about it. Have you ever sponsored a needy child? We have a lot. We've, we've sponsored entire villages here at New Hope. So there's a lot of people. My wife and I, my, my kids, they're a part of this. We sponsor a girl named Eunice. And we sponsor a boy named Joseph. Brings such joy in our life. We've actually been able to visit with them and meet them in person. And I am challenging us on March 20th. Going to have a guest artist here. I'm challenging us to sponsor 1,000 kids around the world. Who thinks we can do it? I think we can do it. I so think. A buck 25 a day. You can make all the difference in the life of a child. And a child, can I make it more personal? A child is waiting for you to do so. You say, oh, me? Yep, you. A child is waiting for you. I want to show you a video. Check this out. A child is waiting. A child is waiting. There are children around the world waiting. Children are waiting. Our home is built over a very dirty river. And when the storms happen, our home floods with water and garbage. place. I have been sponsored for 14 years by Arlie and Nancy. I call them mom and dad. Mom and dad. Compassion International. One of the greatest missional movements on the planet. I know the leaders well. We partner with them in different areas of the world, Haiti, Kiria, Kenya. Going to be expanding, going into some other areas. I don't know about you, but I, I like, I like this, kind of the, the, the spirit in the room right now, because I can just see and anticipate even at the campuses, some of you are really thinking about this. 
you sponsor a child through compassion. Here's what's really cool. And this is like a personal testimony. This is not like just hearsay. You, you get updates from your child. They write you. Anytime you want to go see your child, you can go on one of our future missions trips to these communities and you can actually hold and visit your child. You can see the joy that you are putting in their heart and in their life through your partnership. Compassion will provide for you binders, literal binders of where every red penny that you give to that child is accounted for. It's one of the most reputable missional organizations. I've studied them. I've been to their headquarters in Colorado. I've researched them. I've vetted them for this church movement. And we've been partnering with them for going on 10 years now. And on Sunday, March 20th, we're going to have packets at every campus. Thousands of packets for you to look at potential sponsorships with potential children. Maybe you want a girl. Maybe you want a boy. Maybe you want this ethnic group. It's going to be, oh, maybe you want this age. Maybe you want this age. And you're going to be able to pick a child and sponsor that child and really, literally give that child life. Physical life, food, shelter, Water, but more importantly, the thing I love about compassion is you can give that child spiritual life and you can see that child come alive in Christ. This is what makes life so enjoyable. Getting off of self and allowing God's work and God's word to come into us as we partner together in the things of God. And I don't know about you, but in our day and age, we need a lot more people getting off of self and living for others and making a difference in this sin-scarred, jacked-up, dark world in which we live. We live in a world that is self-obsessed. We live in a world where people love to put themselves on the throne. And what I'm saying to you today is true authentic joy comes when we take self off of the throne and we put Christ on the throne of our lives and we partner together for the good of God. A comedian that you might know, I think his name is Jim Gaffigan, did a video recently that I actually watched and thought, oh my Lord, does that not depict our self-absorbed culture that we live in? How many of you are like gym kind of people? You like to work out in the gym? Huh? Huh? Oh good, I see some hands, but I saw some hesitant hands. I don't know where you're going, Pastor, with this video. Uh, yeah, but at all the campuses, I mean, there are people who go to the gyms, right? And some love, some of you like, you, you can't stand the gym. You've created your own home gym, Right? And maybe the reason some of us can't stand the gym is because of what this comedian tapped into in this video. This is good. Watch this. I don't get the mirrors, you know. I don't want to see myself working out. I know what I look like. That's why I'm going to the gym. <laughs> Obviously, there's some people that do want that, right? They're like, if I'm going to be working out, I want to look at something like myself. <laughs> I want to look at myself while I work on myself. I should do a recording so I can listen to myself while I look at myself while I work on myself. 
as I leave through my self magazine. Read how myself can improve myself. Maybe I'll go to my Facebook page and look at photos of myself. Read what myself has written about myself. Yo soy muy importante. Has, has he not put his finger on the pulse of our culture? Self-obsessed. And is there any wonder why depression and suicide, emptiness and loneliness continues to soar up and to the right at unprecedented levels? There's a connection. Authentic joy comes when men and women get together in the body of Christ and they experience the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And they experience the joy of God. And they experience being in community with one another and teamwork and partnership to make a difference in this world. That is what brings joy to men and women. So by way of invitation, I want to be really, really clear today and end with this. By way of invitation, I have a goal for our church. And on this Sunday, just a few weeks out from Easter, when you think about it, I wanted to be crystal clear and lean on the Apostle Paul's words in Philippians about the power of partnership. Number one, partnership glorifies God. Amen. When we partner together, we glorify God. And partnership requires an attitude of what, church? An attitude of what? Joy. Good job. Here's where I want to end today. Here's my invitation to you. If you're wondering, okay, just make it, just make it straightforward. What, what are you asking of us as a movement, as a church body, at all of our campuses? Here's my invitation. You are invited. Who? You. Who? You. Got to get a little higher. Who? You. <laughs> you saints. You are invited to join me and every other new hoper in the movement to experience the power of partnership. And this is all, this is 2016. This is not just application for this week. The power of partnership through sponsoring needy children around the world. You're going to actually have an opportunity to do that on March 20th. Secondly, secondly... Reading through the Bible in the series called The Story. Being in church at any of our locations on every weekend as we plow from this beginning of this book to the very end of this book between March 27th and the end of November. Hey, won't you, won't you read those with me? Let's go. Ready? Go. Sponsoring needy children around the world. Number two, reading through the Bible in a series called The Story. On Monday of this week, my wife and I were together. And we were having a bad day. Anybody else ever have a bad day? We were having a really bad day. And we were just in a bad place and um, not, not in our marriage. It wasn't about us. It was just, we just had some stuff 
going on. And we were in a difficult place and we were, we were, we were hurting together and we were, we, were, we were just trying to process what was going on in our life and, and this particular situation and it was, just, it was just bad. And we get out of the car and out of the blue, this man walks up to us. I've never seen this man before. Tall man, handsome man, sunglasses, kind of look like you know, like FBI or something. And this is just this Monday. And he walks up to us and he says, Benji and Amy Lynn, can I pray over you? And I, at first I was like, who are you? I didn't know what to do. But like I'm a pastor, so I guess I gotta let this guy pray over me. But I, I like I was I, I really I didn't I, I, it was it was he he puts his hands on Amy Lynn and me and he starts praying Heavenly Father and he starts praying exactly what we needed. God to do in our lives. I don't, I don't forget faces. This is not a new hoper. And if, if you're watching this on TV or something, you follow me on social media or whatever, I just want to stand before you now and say thank you. Because church, I'm telling you, we were hurting. And he put his hands over us. And he prayed, and about 30 seconds into that prayer, Amy Lynn and I knew we were in the presence of God. And this man just prayed one of the most powerful, anointed, beautiful prayers I've ever had prayed over me. And he said, Amen. And he goes, have a good day. And he just starts to walk away. And I go, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who are you? No, no, no. And he goes, he goes, it's not important. I said, how did you know? He goes, have a good day. And he walked away. Come on. And um, and guys, you're sitting there going, that's that's weird. It's weird. Like, I will tell you, that was weird. But my wife and I then carried on throughout the day. And we didn't talk about it much. Interestingly enough, she and I didn't talk about it. But at that moment, we knew everything was going to be okay. What, what was going on there? Even with a stranger. It's the power of partnership. God had sent, sometimes, the Bible says sometimes you entertain angels and you don't even know it. God had sent a servant, an angel, you can call him whatever you want, to let Amy Lynn and I know you're not alone in this. And I'm with you. And it's going to be okay. That is the power of partnership. That is what it means to have friends in Christ. 
remember when I first became a Christian, one of the songs that I fell in love with as that little old pianist, I shared this a few weeks ago, the pianist would come in with the pastors and preach the gospel on Tuesday nights in South Carolina, and I wouldn't miss a uh, Tuesday night. I would go for what was called gospel hour. And one of the first Christian songs I ever heard at the age of 18 was, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. It's the power of partnership. What a friend I have in Jesus. No. What a friend we have in Jesus. God is glorified when we partner together. Can I get an amen? amen. And secondly, partnership requires an attitude of joy. Church, we are sitting, we are standing, we are moving into unprecedented days in the life of this church. Let us partner together to give God all the glory and let us experience joy and community like never. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you. Thank you for these women and men that I get to partner with. Thank you, God, for sending this man on Monday that blessed us beyond words. God, thank you that we are moving into a season unlike any other in the life of this church. God, may we, may we enjoy, may we thrive, may we prevail in the partnership that you have given us, God, with each other. Thank you for all of the campuses and the campus pastors and all of the ministries and all of the volunteers and all of the New Hopers who are here, God, May 2016. Be a year unlike any other. As we dig into your word. As we get off of self and we partner together to shine the light of Christ in a dark world. And may you receive all the glory. And may you fill us, God, with an unspeakable joy. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus. The one who the Bible says sticks closer than the brother. What a friend we have in Jesus. We pray it in your name, Lord. Amen and amen. Thanks for being a part of this week's podcast. If you have any prayer requests or praises, we'd love to hear from you. Just email our pastors and staff at prayers at newhopenc.org, and we would love to pray for you. If you'd like to support the ministries of New Hope, just stop by one of our campuses or visit us online at newhopechurch.org. We hope you'll join us next week for the podcast. And thanks for being a part of our church family.